I usually have um, a thing called the seven V's. It's the seven V's of framework of personal branding and influence. So what's your vision? What's your personal vision for the world? And a lot of people confuse that with value proposition or goals, but your vision is something that's your North Star, the reason that you wake up every day, your reason for being. And it could be something as simple as increasing creative vibes in the world. And the second one is your values. The more you know your personal values, what drives you, what makes you, um, what's your, it's almost like your moral compass. And if you go against your values, you feel like there's something inherently wrong. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. And today I am sat and joined with String Nguyen. String, amazing to have you here today. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> so, hey, Kyle, in the background. <laughs> Kyle's making sure this podca- podcast gets recorded and goes live. Uh, so, String, you are the founder of Trusted Voice and you have posted some incredible content. I follow you on LinkedIn. I think you're absolutely amazing. And look, I guess the reason why I wanted to do this today and get you on is because let's focus today on LinkedIn, especially. There's a lot of changes that are happening. LinkedIn have just brought in stories to test here in Australia. And I've had quite Mm -hmm. a few people reach out to me saying, you know, how should we be using it to grow our personal brand? So let's just kick off a little bit about you and your story and what sort of, I guess, brought you to this, this industry, what, what sort of made you interested in it? And, um, yeah, I'll let you kick off with a little bit about your story. Um, So I've been in video space for the last couple of years and one of the reasons why I got into video was because being, I guess, an Asian female in the tech space, I felt like I didn't have a voice. And particularly when I was younger, I felt like I didn't have a voice. So being online allows me to find my confidence and create my own narrative. So I just use like whatever resources I have with me to find my own place in the world. And uh, LinkedIn is one of them, but before I started on LinkedIn, I gained my confidence on um, live streaming platforms like Meerkat that was similar to Periscope on Snapchat. And so I've been just building video channels um, along the way. And um, the day that I want to like notice that uh, Snapchat was going down because it wasn't great that great for business, but great for networking, was the day that I want to like switch over to Instagram. But that's also the day that. LinkedIn knocked onto my message and said, hey, String, I love your videos. Would you like to have access to the beta program for videos on LinkedIn? So that was three years ago. And since then, I kind of like became a channel on LinkedIn and um, became recognized as top voice on LinkedIn three times in a row. So um, have you heard of LinkedIn top voice? Yeah. 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 It's pretty big. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like given to the top creators worldwide so I'm one of the 300 or something like that wow 
Amazing. Well, so so what a journey. So you just said then that you want you you'd started video to find your voice, to find the confidence, which fascinates me because a lot of people would shy away if they were if they didn't have the confidence the last thing they'd want to do is go on video so what were the steps that you took to I guess just start posting start getting more confident on video and just going for it I think the most important thing is to embrace that everyone's going to be super awkward no one starts out confident Unless they're being trained or they think they're a movie star or they stop, um, you know, like, but then again, Australia has this thing against anyone who has too much of an ego. Mm. We're not Americans, right? We're not like, hey, look at me. I'm awesome. <laughs> um, but it's more that the fact that we can be quietly confident, whether it be our brains or like quietly confident in the expertise that we've built over years. So we should really just acknowledge that um, all the years that we've worked is backed by that progress. So how do you shine that through? And I guess like a lot of times um, fear hold us back from sharing our knowledge and expertise. And it's also the fear of judgment as well. Um, and I guess like a, the biggest fear is not dying ahead. Like a, the biggest fear is like talking to in front of a lot of people. So that fear kind of like um, is associated with video itself or creating content itself. So I think it really, it's everyone competing against their own self more than the critique of others, I think. And once you get over that fear, once you, people, everyone's on that journey, that everyone wants to share something. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like you going out there and sharing your knowledge mm-hmm. and continually doing it because the way that social media is working doesn't reward you for posting one thing. It, it rewards people who are constantly sharing and reinforcing that message all the time. Mm-hmm. And personal branding is walking in your own authenticity awkward authenticity every day anyway I absolutely love that in fact you and I are on the same page here because I I literally a few days ago posted a blog about is confidence the key to success and not confidence in that arrogant ego way but confidence from that inner trust that you've they just trust yourself you believe in yourself so and, and, and there's so many people that I speak to that are so scared about what you just said there judgment about what other people will think like why do we care? Like, have you got any thoughts around that? <laughs> yeah, because we want to, I guess like it, it's the ego thing in all of us, right? We do want to be popular and liked, but we'll, but would you rather be popular or respected? Mm. That's the difference, right? And you don't have, as females as well, you don't have to share your boobies or your tits out there yeah. or something like that. Um, and a lot of people play that game, but beauty only has a short lifespan like Mm. hey I know that I'm cute and I take advantage of that but I'm not here to be acknowledged for being cute I'm acknowledged here to be smart or that go-to expert or the trusted voice in marketing and personal branding right Mm. I'm gonna be here for the next 10 years Mm. not for that like short-term gain and a lot of times like people want that candy rush or that validation more than anything else when and it's it's funny because we know that things good things takes time mm. and it compounds over time but when we try something new and things like when we become experts and we try something new if it doesn't work out at the beginning we give up too easily yeah I completely agree. And when people first start posting content, they're like, like you just said, they'll post once or twice, then maybe get two likes, they'll feel disheartened, they'll go, oh, I'm not doing this again. So 
I'd love to hear like when, how long did it take you to build up your, your following? Like how many times were you posting? What were you doing? Oh, I go tell the truth and cause I'm always the person that tells the truth. Um, on LinkedIn, my first video went viral, but wow. that's because of the <laughs> proximity, right? But to reach to that viral video, I had to set up three channels beforehand. Yeah, correct. Right. And so a lot of, it's like that, you know, we've seen that iceberg story, right? Yes, yes. Everyone always sees, and I always use the iceberg because it really shows that people that consider overnight success, but they don't see the hard work that goes to that. Mm. And and I have to say that I almost failed English as well, like writing-wise, English, um, when I was in high school, and people wouldn't see that much. Uh, oh, they could see it sometimes because I have free editors that comes and shares their thoughts about how I should write and stuff or correct my English and stuff. But I don't mind and I always joke around with them. It's like, do you, um, do you think it's the core message or the way I written? And they usually typically laugh. But I think over time I realized that people just want to have permission to reach out to me for my content. So you have to write, create, make videos for people to reach out to you. And that's what personal branding is. It's not being a company. It's about being relatable enough so people could reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And let, let's talk about personal branding for a little bit there because I feel like everyone's still trying to find their voice. I, I truly yeah. believe everyone's got a unique gift to give to the world and it really is finding what that is for you. So if someone was to reach out to you today and say, hey, String, I want to start my personal brand, where would I even begin? What would you, what are the sort of steps that you'd say to people? I usually have um, a thing called the seven V's. It's the seven V's of framework of personal branding and influence. Mm-hmm. So what's your vision? What's your personal vision for the world? And a lot of people confuse that with value proposition or goals, mm-hmm. but your vision is something that's your North star, the reason that you wake up every day, your reason for being. And it could be something as simple as increasing creative vibes in the world. Mm. And the second one is your values. There's two five values, but the more you know your personal values, what drives you, what makes you, um, what's your, it's almost like your moral compass, moral compass. Mm. And if you go against your values, you feel like there's something inherently wrong. Mm. And if you, for example, if you believe in diversity, but there's a lack of diversity, then, I mean, you work for a non-diverse company and then you wake up every day thinking there's something wrong. It's something like that, right? So your value, it's like values are something, even though um, your core moral compass, I call call them. Mm -hmm. And there's also values in terms of like, um, you know, your unique value proposition within the market, how you position yourself. And like, because there's a lot of people that does personal branding but what's your point of difference? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the third one is Vogue, which is like the German word for folks. Um, but Vogue is like the people. Who mm. are your ideal clients that you want to serve? Mm. Mm-hmm. And the more you know who your content is, not everyone, but specifically what they like, the interests, you could create content around them, right? Mm. Um, and your Fourth one is your voice. And this is important just because it goes to this topic again. It's like, what are your key messages, your topic pillars that will reinforce your expertise and your influence mm-hmm. and also backs up your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was it? Validation is the next one. That's more than your goals. Like what's your metrics of success? And my one's mm-hmm. like um, how many fried chicken stories I get per day. 
Mm-hmm. And a fifth one is like the visuals and the last one, oh, the sixth one's visuals, like, you know, what brand association you want people to connect you with. Is it your blonde hair, blue eyes, green hair? Mm-hmm. Um, your face is pretty much your like brand right so the more you show your face the more people associate that with your core message that's why video is a trust accelerator Mm. and the last one is victory how do you monetize this because content is hard building Mm. a brand is hard so you need to monetize this otherwise Mm. what's the point why do you do this every day or why do you make it make it like a brand is something that's like a an equity that you have to build over time it's not like a short-term plan Mm. wow that's amazing. I love the seven V's. I've never actually had anyone describe it so simple like that. So that just makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think the the hardest ones for people, actually there's three that stand out for me, values. There yes. are so many people that, I look, I'll put my hand up to really say that it wasn't until I lived in alignment with my values that I really actually understood who I was and I became a lot happier. For example, I realized my values was health, freedom, trust, uh, and honesty and the jobs that oh, that's I was, really pretty. yeah, the job that I was working yeah. in at the time, it, it d- didn't provide me with any freedom. It certainly wasn't good for my health because I was so anxious all the time. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't being authentic because I was in sales and I felt like I was like living a lie. So how would you suggest that people go about with that point there, finding their values? Do you have any advice? Yeah. Like, um, have you heard of like, John D. Martini. Yes, yes, love yeah. his work. And he has like a, he has like a really good value test that you should everyone should do, and it's not even if you look at his value systems, he just knows how to categorize things better. And I guess like you have to really have twenty minutes, even to an hour, just like really finding out what's important to you and categorizing it. And when you categorize your values, you realize like, oh, because people don't reflect enough. We don't have internal conversations with ourselves or even reflect about like, you know, is this job right for me? And the fact that you could articulate what was wrong with that job kind of articulates like uh, why you were so unhappy. And a lot of people are really unhappy with their jobs most of the time, right? It's because they never talk to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I read a stat the other day that like 85% of people don't actually enjoy their job. And I was like, oh my God, that is so friggin' sad. Like, and, and I'll put yes. my hand up and say at, at one point I was one of them, you know, I was going into a job every single day that provided me of no passion, no purpose. And I thought, God, is this it? But unfortunately a lot of people get stuck. They have big mortgages, they have families and, you know, and then it becomes like a, well, how am I going to get out of this? And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where they just constantly get into that loop of going through the motions of life. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the whole monetization piece, because that's really interesting because I think a lot of people, they want to start their own business. They want to start, you know, voicing their thoughts and things, but they they go, well, how am I going to make a living out of this? So any any tips for how people can do that? Well, like if you, Instagrammers make money on Instagram, then, you know, if an Instagrammer can do it, you can do it as well. Yeah. Is what I usually say. And if you look at a money map, um, it's just like finding out, like, if if you break it down, there's so many ways of creating income streams from your knowledge. You can sell your e-course, create an e-book. You could create a membership. You could create, like, the most scalable way is creating product, not selling your time. That's something I really 
value as well. It's like if you don't, you know, if you sell your time, then people will buy your time, but it's limited, whereas a product is more scalable. So um, even then, like when you start out, like, you know, do you think you could be a coach? Um, do you set up a program? You create a training? Like, think of all the things that you should do to monetize your knowledge if you have to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they, you know, um, you just have to like look at different business models to consider like there's more than one ways to create money and not focus all in one basket. Mm. like one you know putting all your eggs in one basket is what what I'm trying to say yeah yeah I completely agree and and I think actually one thing that I believe this pandemic has taught us and, and what it's actually enabled us to do is take a pause you know actually just go am I happy with my job right now have I got you know a multiple streams of income you know what is coming so what sort of trends have you seen? Have you seen more people wanting to come online? I bet I bet your business is booming at the moment with people reaching out being like, hey, help me, yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, like, um, I feel like I'm UK, I'm booming in UK and America. And Australia's like, um, I have to say, like, unfortunately, we're hearing the second, I could see the second wave of the pandemic again because mm. everyone's not getting complacent. Mm. And they think that it's go back to normality, but we're in the highest peak of unemployment rate around the world right now. Yeah, wow. So personal brand is really important because you have to stand out. How can you market yourself more better? And creating content is one way of like marketing yourself better because very few people on LinkedIn are creating content right now. Yeah. Uh, whether it be stories or whether it be um, on like people are watching, so the more, the more you cre- increase those touch points, the more that you have an opportunity to be the first choice of that person's like opportunity. You know, be that first choice. Mm, completely agree. Let, let's actually dig into stories now, because I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, how we should be using them. So I was super excited when they came. I was like, Wah! and I think like everybody, I just kind of like just started posting, and I thought, hang on a second. Is there a better way? Because I think, and this is the thing that people I feel get overwhelmed by is that they've got so much social platforms, right? There's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn, there's YouTube, there's podcasts. Like where do people begin, right? So now LinkedIn have just got stories. and It's just like another thing to do. So let's just break it down for people. Like what would be the advice that you'd give if someone was completely new? (laughs) Well, um, I guess I want to freak out people a little bit because like, I feel like, um, have you been watching other people's stories? Have, have you seen any good ones? Have you seen good ones? Like that uh, stood out to you? Uh, the fact that no, I can't. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, okay. The thing. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty brutal in terms of content creators. Professionals are not content creators. Hmm. They're recycling Instagram over or TikTok hmm. over. And I don't mind those, right? Because they're actually better tools than actual LinkedIn stories at the moment. Mm-hmm. But they're really boring because cause they don't add any interesting elements and they're really promotional on it. Hmm. And I think it's because, like, they don't know how to tell that story or how right. to, like, show their values. Hmm. And that's probably means, like, okay, um, I just got to say it out there. And, I, like, I even talked to your LinkedIn team about it. They're really boring at the moment because um, it's because, like, people are not showing the attributes or the superpowers in an interesting way. Hmm. And that's because they, they weren't taught the skills, and I get that. But you need to, like, um, think of it as, like, uh, you know, creating content and consuming content is different, but to maintain attention, you need to think about how to be a storyteller that 
presents stories in a way that's interesting and captures attention, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go five 20-second videos just talking about one topic. Mm, Okay. You can, Mm -hmm. but you need to have text. Mm. You need to have like almost a a narrative to it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think so. And I think people are interested in stories, but I feel like um, because there's so many stories out there I feel like people are not interested in yeah okay. so it drops mm-hmm. so if the threshold or the quality doesn't is not high enough mm-hmm. then everyone will stop but it's also an opportunity for people like good creators to stand out if you're above average then new stories mm, okay okay so I always thought when it comes to stories how what I've always been taught is stories are kind of like behind the scenes so it's like yes. an insight to your your day so I'll speak about me because maybe this is what other people are doing. But what I've been doing is basically just, you know, going, running through people through my morning routine, you know, so what Mm -hmm. that looks like. And then right now, Kyle is taking a couple of snaps of us doing the podcast. So is that good? Is that right? Is that wrong? Like thoughts on that? Well, it's just one way of doing it. But if you do that every day, would that be interesting? Probably not. No, people are going to get bored of my face. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not sharing anything anything else. If you share the mm. insights or like a learning behind it, mm-hmm. then I think people will do it. Like, um, uh, I think my one is like the one that I know people love. People love behind the scenes, true. But if you do it every day, then it gets boring. What you're doing is, behind, yes. Yeah. So it's like this, like people don't want to like um it's like a playing a piano right mm-hmm. you never hear a piano goes flatline like that right mm-hmm. it, it goes it needs a crescendo or something like that or even like slows down so you, then when you know something exciting goes up then it pops up mm-hmm. and then it slows down again and a lot of people don't think like that um but if you have a I think my favorite one is like when people treat I think um I don't like I show what I'm doing or a leading up to the behind the scenes of like uh, a product that I'm working on or tools that I'm working on. But I think my ones that the people always tune into when I treat it almost like a show. Like um, one of the reasons why I grew on Snapchat was when um, I have like a almost like a uh, tech Tuesday or tool Tuesday or something like that. And I go and talk about like how I use Google, um, Google Docs for business, mm-hmm. like that. Or on Fridays, I'm doing a bot or not game. Mm-hmm. So people have to like play a game with me because I get so many inbound messages. Mm-hmm. So you, I get like shitty messages all the time and then we have to play a game of bot or not. But it's just like a good way of like showing like how I'm a good marketer and content creator mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So think of it in your way as like almost like every, like if you have to set a, a mini show about something, it's like, or, you know, key learning from your podcast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long. Yeah. Okay. So, so could it be almost like, I'm just trying to make this really simple for myself and others. So what you just said then, like, so teaching Tuesday, so could you have themes? Would that make it easy for yes. people? So it's like yeah. Monday motivation, teaching Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah, but it'd be tiring if you do that yeah. too much. Right? So just do okay. it once a week. Right. Okay. Because you, you know, by doing that, then it increases like people look forward to that. So they might not see you every day, but they look forward to that. And then in between the others, then you could show behind the scenes, insights, um, some uh, be creative about it. Like um, the, the reason why uh, TikTok works is because at least you could create a portfolio experience about the theme of that channel. Mm, okay. okay. But and and um, LinkedIn Stories because like. 
people still wear the professional mask that there should be more like how do you become more authentic about yourself or something like that yeah. and you're, you're really charismatic on video so even you just like sharing some insights about something mm. I think people uh, will really relate to that it's like hey I did a podcast with string today and I learned about her seven face you should tune in like even mm. that itself is Mm-hmm. better than things like that right or like um show them uh behind the scenes like um set up a show product promotions uh, uh or, or, or what else is there like um if you're if you're like a fashion person you show your cupboards once a week it's right. like yeah i'm gonna show you something like mm-hmm. that that's thematic to your relating to your mm-hmm. thing not so you just have to make it into a show that's how i grew rapidly by training into like a show um, having a once a week and then it will increase your um your your retention for like stories for example but even then like um linkedin there's so many platforms out there i'm answering one of your questions and for start uh, for people who are new it's just understanding which platforms would like um you could have two choices you pick the platform that you like the most mm-hmm. and, or you pick the platform that has your audience yeah okay Okay. And the one who smarter one like is always like you pick the audience. You yeah. don't pick the one that you like the most because then yeah. you're like, why am I not growing? It's because that you pick the one that you're most comfortable with. That's yeah. That's not the best way to do it. Mm, I think, and I think that's it, isn't it? It's like so. If, so if, for for me at the moment, my, my my audience originally was on LinkedIn because I have a recruitment company, so very B two B. And then with the mind body to lead in the podcast, a lot of our audience is on Instagram. So it's like relearning yes. things as well. So if you're somebody who perhaps is has got a business and is a bit more corporate, but also has a side hustle as well, and you know is starting to grow on Instagram is it how different should our content be like is it because I I do sort of see some people sort of posting the same thing like is that a good thing is it a bad thing I think it dilutes it because then people are confused with your brand right Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think that's just me because like actually the the fastest way to meld it is find the intersection between the two Mm. and finding the umbrella approach to it because then your messaging will be a lot more consistent right like um I think I'm my Instagram is just me being an influencer or content creator mm-hmm. and people who hang out on Instagram stories is um, a lot of like um, people who are fans of mine or who are in the industry want to see my insights because I'm a little bit more like awkward and authentic mm-hmm. um, and um, and I'm like that on my stories as well because I notice engagement mm-hmm. is higher um, because I do really strong call to actions as well. And uh, my LinkedIn posts tends to be more personal branding stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my primary channel is uh, LinkedIn mm-hmm. because I noticed like very few good creators are there. And But the next channel that I want to focus on afterwards is uh, st- uh, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. Right. Okay. Interesting. So once you know how to like, mm. how, to, how to focus on, uh, if you're, after you're really good in one channel, then you could Whatever learnings you have on there, you could apply it onto the next one because they're very similar. Mm-hmm. But they're just like you just need to optimize for each channel. Yeah, I know. I think that's it, isn't it? It's it's quite. It can be quite overwhelming when people first start thinking about their personal brands. Go, where should I go? But what you just said there is beautiful. Just go where your audience is. Maybe just pick one, do one well, and then sort of start branching out from there. Once you've started to build up your confidence and and you know 
your, what your message is, what your values are and who mm-hmm. your sort of, yeah, your core buyer is. Um, but any other sort of, I guess, trends that you're foreseeing coming up, uh, you know, on any sort of platform that, you know, perhaps we could be looking out for any ways that we could, any little hacks or yeah. tips or tricks at the moment that you're using that are good, getting a good result? Well, I think TikTok is like, it, if you want to learn videos, TikTok is probably the best tool out there because it's mm. such a creator's tool and it forces you to be creative. Mm-hmm. And then you could save that video and upload it onto LinkedIn Stories because LinkedIn Stories itself doesn't have all the assets to create interesting stories, right? Mm. And then I, um, when I told like LinkedIn, I was like, hey, LinkedIn, you do, um, <laughs> I said this on the first day, I think um, you're liking in tools, that's why I'm using Instagram stories to create my stories onto LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) And they laughed because they know that. (laughs) And they um, acknowledge that. That's why it's not ready out for full rollout because it's so minimal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Haven't you noticed how minimal it is? Just titles, mentions. Yeah, you can't do Um, any like the swipe ups or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, so that means like they're probably going to be like that for a while. So that's why... um, all the filters, all the stickers, all the little gifs that I want to add. I'm using Instagram stories to create my LinkedIn. Right. And LinkedIn okay. don't care anyway. Do you know why? Because you're still using stories. Correct. So it Correct. So, um, but don't do square, um, like square um, post into Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, or vertical, I mean, like landscape videos and upload them. People mm-hmm. like native experience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people will watch it, but I don't think it has that same connection that they want with the yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of times, like, you just need to focus on one, but I really think TikTok is the trend that everyone mm-hmm. should jump onto. Because even I am as well, and I'm preparing August to be the a deep dive for, for me to go onto TikTok and stuff. Well, I will certainly be taking note on that. But I think for me, I guess I I did look at TikTok, but I think for my audience, perhaps that's not where my key buyer is. But I think maybe for good practice, then it's certainly a platform that I might... uh, I might check out but look string I, I, I really appreciate you have given so much value today I, it's just amazing I've taken so many notes but you know just just sort of final point you know like what advice would you just give for somebody who you know was just really really starting out just just the one thing they could do you know right now just to kickstart their personal brand where would you sort of say is good to begin do the seven V's because that's mm. even if you don't go through all the V's and don't know the answers, at least it makes you conscious of what you need to work on. Even if you achieve two out of seven, that's like a good starting point. Then you know what you need to work on next. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is that the seven V's is like an ongoing one because I find that my vision only came to light after a year of honing in on that. Right. Because that's the hardest to achieve, right? Mm. But that's because, like, um, my values came out faster, but it, my voice came out afterwards. But then it's always an like, ongoing progress. And just know that you aren't, we're a work in progress. Yeah. 
I love that. And I, and I think that's the thing, like when people think of their vision, they think they've got to be this big grand thing. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be. It could just be to create content that make people smile. It could be to be an amazing mom. It could be, you know, just to yeah, educate somebody on something that you're passionate about. So it doesn't have to be, I'm going to change the world. You know, it can be yes, just, you yeah. know, what brings but it you changes, joy? Yeah, and I think so. Like, I love that. Like um, people try to be... Say, so I'll go here $1 million. And it's like, no, is that really aligns with your values? Yeah. And you kind of just know when I look at everyone's like, do they really align? Because they say something, but they're never repeated throughout the whole Vs. Yeah, okay. And then I have to challenge them back. It's like, hey, I noticed like this is the most thing that you're most passionate about. Mm-hmm. How come you don't bring that in all the way thinking and being that you are right now? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just finding that joy and how do you – because people – like you said, like if they don't know how to connect money or monetization with it, they won't do it because they think they're forced yeah. to do something else they're not willing to do and stuff. Mm. So I really like that. What brings you joy? Mm. If you can spark that out and do that every day, yeah. what can you do? Yeah, absolutely. And and I just want to say as well, like it's I think you, when it comes to passion and purpose, like everybody is just on their own journey with it and, and it can change. You know, and, and it takes a lot of courage to really sit down and, and do the free, the, the seven V's and really understand who you are. And you said it so beautifully earlier, you said people don't reflect enough, you know, and I just think it's it's using this time now that we are pausing, that we're not commuting to really get to know yourself and what you want and then have the courage to just go for it, basically. Make mistakes. I think that's a big thing as well. Like, go and do a, a, a story and stuff it up and look like a fool, you know, because, again, it's all about learning and experiencing and just not being too serious with it as well, you know? Yeah, so have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Like, that's why I use fried chicken a lot because it kind of shows that I'm having fun along the way. And yeah. if you can have fun along the way and find your passion along the way, then everything else is just a learning experience. Even things that doesn't work well is a learning experience. Yeah, correct. String, where can people find you if they want to reach out and uh, and find out more about you and connect? I'm on LinkedIn, um, String Story, Instagram String Story, YouTube String Story. I'm String Story everywhere. <laughs> so, but, but I love for you, if you particularly want to build up your personal brand and need some help, reach out. I'm pretty easy going. Yeah, just straight to the point. Just such an easy formula. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved it. I've got so much out of this and I'm sure everyone else will as well. So String, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.